This is a Chronicle podcast, bringing you ideas in the service of medicine. From the Chronicle podcast system, this is the NPC podcast of the National Pharmaceutical Congress for June 15, 2022. The NPC podcast was created in 2020 to discuss and consider the purpose, process and people of the pharma industry. We'll continue the healthcare conversation by answering questions sent by listeners. Just like you. This program is presented in cooperation with Imprez, Canada's next generation commercial partner. The industry is rapidly evolving, and Imprez is designed to help you evolve with it. Learn more about Imprez tailored best-in-class solutions at www.imprez.com. Our guest today is Jody Engel, country lead for Canada at Knight Therapeutics. Jody will join your hosts, Jim, Mark, and Mitch. To start today's conversation, here's Mitch Shannon, the CEO of Chronicle Companies, coming to you this week from a Starbucks in Markham, Ontario. Welcome to the NPC podcast from the National Pharmaceutical Congress. I'm your co-host, Mitch Shannon, and we're up here once again in our iconic podcast, Gondola, with a spectacular view of all the action taking place down below, and you can probably hear the occasional roar of the crowd. Sharing some space in the gondola is Mark McElwain, the life sciences industry consultant and senior health policy expert. Mark, it looks like for those of us in Ontario, we've got four more years of coordination ahead. Your thoughts? Yeah, it was a big win. And with that huge caucus, it means he should be able to survive a crisis or two. But four years is a long time. You know, it was almost exactly one year ago before the election that he had his COVID decision moment with police road checks and closed playgrounds and golf courses. Not many of us would have thought that he could rehabilitate himself so quickly. Yeah, I think you'd say he's got a little, little bit of rough charm. Something seems to be working with the electorate. And with his mind turning to the upcoming Fete National long weekend, we're joined by James Shea, General Manager of the Council for Continuing Pharmaceutical Education in Montreal. Jim, are you ready to party? Well, that's an interesting question because my birthday is June 23rd and historically the last day of school. So I always thought since I was a little kid that Fete National was Fet Jim Shea. So there you go. I'm ready. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good alternative name for things. So collectively, we are your Ready for Anything podcast hosts known as Jim, Mark and Mitch because all the really clever names were already taken, such as Paddington Bear or Unruly Air Passengers. Here come a few more of them now. <laughs> we're very pleased to welcome Jody Angle to the gondola. Jody, come on in. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Pleasure. You're the country lead at Knight Therapeutics Incorporated in Montreal. Knight is known to many as Paladin Labs 2.0, because both companies were founded by Jonathan Goodman, who's a familiar name and face to many of us. Knight's a little different. Knight focuses on marketing and licensing drugs from international marketers for Canada and Latin America. An unusual vision. What would you say led Jonathan to that vision? So Knight's strategy and vision, it's really to build a global pharmaceutical company focused on regions outside of US, top five EU, Japan, or China. First step in that direction was through the acquisition of a company called Biotoscana in Latin America. This strategy was really driven by Amal Khoury, who's our chief business officer, and Samira Sakia, who's our president and CEO, both of whom previously worked with Jonathan and myself at Paladin. 
And it was really because of the size and growth of the Latin American market that we really became this Pan-American ex-US pharma company. Interesting. It's Jim here. So you've worked with Jonathan at Paladin and now you're reunited at night, or maybe it was a continuation. I don't know. But is there a difference in the corporate cultures of the two companies or is it uh, the same? So, you know, it's been really amazing to reunite with some of the key players from the team. You know, Jonathan, Samira, Amal, Arvind, our, our CFO. We had all previously worked together at Paladin. So it's been great to reunite, but also to bring in some new faces as well. You know, one of the things that I'm most proud of when I was both at Paladin and, and here at night is really the value that we place on our employees, the importance of an open, respectful, collaborative culture. And then with the acquisition of Biotoscana, we became a global company. We grew from 40 to 750 employees essentially overnight in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been an interesting opportunity to become, you know, this one night company in a virtual setting. And the really cool thing is now we have people in Latin America that support the Canadian business and people in Canada who support the Latin American business. So for example, I'm responsible for Canada, but I also support market access initiatives on a global basis. So it's a lot of the same, but different as well. Well, well let, let's talk about the same and different again. That So in terms of new business development in licensing, product acquisition, has it become more challenging in the last little while than it has, say, 20, 30 years ago when you started at Paladin? So I... I I, you know, the 20 or 30 years, I mean, that's, that's, that's pushing it, but since I, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. You know, really the seven and a half years. How's that? <laughs> now you're being too kind. Um, so yes, it's certainly changed. I mean, licensing and acquisitions, especially in Canada, it's certainly become more challenging and that that's really for a number of reasons. So one, there's, there's more competition to in licensed products. You have less assets. And I truly believe the biggest challenge that we've had over the last few years, especially, has been access, you know, both on a pricing and reimbursement perspective. You know, it's become a lot more difficult and it's also taken a lot longer. You know, and as a, a Pan American ex US company, we provide a unique footprint. So, as a partnering organization, we work through territories that make sense for both parties. So, for example, we just entered into a license agreement with Helsin for two products one for Canada, Brazil, Argentina, and a couple of smaller LATAM countries, and one product for Canada only. So, you know, I think in today's world, you got to be a little bit more creative as well. Jody, it's Mark. You're a board member of Innovative Medicines Canada. Can you tell us more about your role at IMC? Sure, happy to. Um, so I've had about, you know, a 15-year career in pharmaceutical business development when I took on the role as GM for Knight Canada. You know, I was fortunate to participate in meetings with CEOs from across Canada and to learn from them. And I really took this opportunity to dedicate more time and energy and get involved on the market access side. So that includes being part of the PMPRB CEO sponsor of the PMPRB group. And I've also been involved in some task forces that were connected both to pricing and reimbursement. Well, we should have asked that question before, because then I would have known it wasn't 20, 30 years ago. Sorry <laughs> about that. And you're also a board member at the Canadian Healthcare Licensing Association, where you were president a few years back. Could you tell us more about the work that you do there? Sure. So 
you know, as a Canadian pharma business development professional, it was really, you know, imperative to be involved in this great organization. You know, I was involved in organizing the meetings for the CHLA, spearheading their deal and Hall of Fame awards. But now with my role as GM for Knight Canada, with this new position on the board of IMC, I've recently stepped down from CHLA earlier this year. So I'm not involved as much anymore, but it really is a great organization, especially from a business development perspective. We're speaking with Jody Angle, Country Lead for Canada at Knight Therapeutics here on the NPC podcast. So Jody, I mean, there's been some recent changes, but I would posit that the pharma industry is still pretty much male dominated, kind of just like this podcast for that matter. Can you tell us about some of the challenges you've had to face as a woman in a leadership position in this industry? Possibly uh, you could mention some of the potential benefits of being a woman in the industry. It's been interesting to see the progression of women within pharma. When I first started attending partnering meetings, the ratio was certainly heavily weighted towards men. But, you know, I have seen a shift in more recent years where it may not be equal, but it's slowly moving towards more of a balance. And I'm really lucky. I have the benefit of working with very strong female leaders, such as Amal and Samira, for a number of years. And at night, we really have an outstanding female leadership. Our executive team is majority women. Our country leadership is majority women. And even at the director level, also majority women. So I've really enjoyed working at a company and in an environment that both encourages and celebrates diversity. Right. That's interesting. I, the board at CCPE is a majority women also. So I, I would always hazard a guess that it has to do with a nurturing side of, you know, people caring for each other. And certainly our board being volunteers, people are coming in and, you know, training's a people thing. So I end up having more women on the board who are uh, interested in directing the, the learning in pharma. So that's really interesting. Now, speaking about education again, something that I lacked becoming a, an oceanographer was, was the idea of background in psychology. And you have a degree in psychology. And I wish I had had more psychology training in, for management and whatever. So how has that informed your current career journey? So I studied both business and psychology, and and that really gave me an appreciation for the human element of business and, you know, the importance of ensuring that your team is supported, appreciated, motivated. The business cannot grow without the right people. And while we work hard, we work very hard every day. I also try to make sure that we laugh just as hard every day. That's great. I, like I said, my daughter's in psychology, uh, doing a little bit of psychology at Concordia. And like I said, I wish I had the benefit of, of having a good background in that. So <laughs> well done. Jody, it's Mark again. So after the COVID-19 pandemic, attracting talent has become more challenging for many organizations. Could you tell us about Knight's experience of attracting talent in a very competitive labor market? Sure. It's certainly been very challenging to both attract and retain talent. You know, after the last few years, I think everyone is reevaluating their priorities and what they're looking for from life. This inevitably leads to change. You know, I think to remain competitive, there's, of course, compensation. But I also think you need to give employees more than that. You need to provide a sense of ownership and motivation for each individual to feel that they are contributing to the business. At night, we've really tried to differentiate ourselves in our territories by giving people the opportunity to work regionally and globally, no matter what country they work and live in. 
and also by giving equity incentives to high performers at all levels. Well, that's good. So as we wind down the podcast, we're going to invite you to play our word association game. So just go ahead, say the first thing that comes to mind in response to each of the following phrases or words I'm going to read out. So are you ready? I am ready. Okay. IMC. Partnership. Business development. Growth opportunity. Market research. Insights. Pharmacy supply chain. Provider. Pharma marketing. Strategy. Successful product launch. Access. Biotechnology. Innovation. That's good. You kept them short. Yeah, and you got a million (laughs) points. We didn't tell you there were points being awarded. You got a million points. Nice job. (laughs) I just, I, I, for me, it's just like one or two words. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. And now we're going to move on to a, another uh, interesting area of our podcast. It's a time to put on your soothsayer's hat. And that was hard for me to say, given that I had a gum graft a couple of days ago. Now uh, you're going to have to get into the prognostication corner. I would suggest that because summer's coming up and, uh, you know, Mitch is heavily into derm that you get a nice wide brim and something that covers your shoulders and neck and face. You know, we got to be aware of that these days. So here comes the big question. What are your bold predictions for the life sciences industry in the next 12 to 24 months or, or even longer if you want to go further? So I'm not sure if it's bold or, or hopeful, but I would like to think that we will see a turnaround of pharma and biotech stocks that have certainly taken a hit, especially the last few months. So that would be my hopeful and hopefully not bold <laughs> prediction. Well, uh, as I approach retirement age in the next little while until my all my kids are not only out of the house, but off payroll. I hope that you are right because as a pharma guy, I'm got a lot, I've got a lot of <laughs> stock in, in various companies, including night uh, therapeutics. So uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think for those of us who like the story at night and put some dough into night at an early stage, it's been an interesting ride, but I'll say, you know, compared to a lot of peers in pharma, night stood up reasonably well, all things considered. So uh, I think that has to be mentioned before we wrap things up. So Jody, great learning more about you and your organization. I hope you can join us on November 2nd at the annual National Pharmaceutical Congress when we're all going to meet up with the pharmaceutical industry in person once again at the National uh, Congress headquarters in Mississauga. Uh, So thanks for joining us, Jody. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. And thanks to our listeners for joining us. We'll speak to you all again next week. Do you have questions for Jody? or comments for us about today's conversation? Go ahead and tag us on Twitter at 2021NPC, or send an email to health at chronicle.org. If you attach a voice clip to the message, you might just hear yourself in an upcoming episode. We hope you enjoyed today's NPC podcast. If you did, please like it, recommend it, and share it with your colleagues. You can always find us at Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The NPC podcast is presented in cooperation with Imprez, Canada's next generation commercial partner. See everything they have to offer at www.imprez.com. This is your announcer, Leona Void. The podcast producer is Jeremy Visser. Research for this program came from Kevin Anthony and Christine Abraham. The musical theme is performed with an avant-garde approach by the NPC Podcast Orchestra, under the direction of Maestro Ambrose Milbrook. We'll speak again next week.